This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer. Fantastic to have you with us on Farmer's Kitchen. A very special broadcast from Sofitel Dubai, the obelisk. As we found out more about the Veg Pledge brought to you by Spinneys, we were learning more about the farm-to-table Veg Pledge, meeting the producers, a beekeeper, growers, the families in attendance, and Chef Russell in Piazzi, who was leading a cookery session, getting his top tips and everything from a great salad dressing to getting your kids to eat their veggies. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are broadcasting live this afternoon from the Sofitel Dubai, the Obelisk, for a very special event. We've got kids coming through the doors. We've got chefs running around. There's lots of produce as well. It's all about the uh, incredible initiative that Spinney's is running, the Farm to Table Veg Pledge. And joining us now is Sustainability Lead for Spinney's, Sophie Corkett is with us. Thank you for making time to sit down. I know it's going to be a really busy afternoon. How are you? I'm, Sophie, there's been there's lots going on over the course of the afternoon. As I said, we've got Chef Russell in Piazza who's going to be joining us to talk a little bit more about what's going to be cooking or not cooking, as the case may be. And I just wondered, if, before we start talking to some of the people who are involved in this afternoon, if you can tell us a little bit about the background, um, the big sustainability... I don't want to say push because it's more than the push. It's more of an ethos at Spinney's, to be honest. Um, and this is a very kind of tangible thing for the community. Tell us a little bit about some of the strategies that you've got in place there. Well, absolutely. Um, sustainability is a core part of what Spinney's stands for. And it's why you know we think that people come to shop with us rather than maybe shop in other places because they trust that we actually do do things with care and we think about you know, the implications of the choices we make. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big thing for us is about putting back into the communities and investing in the future of the UAE. And we know that one of the big issues we have to address is a kind of reconnection to the food system. It all sounds very big and lofty, but it's really just about um, getting people curious about where the food's coming from, what the food does to their health and well-being, um, how to eat healthily so that you can look after your body, but also look after the planet. So mm-hmm. we're really trying to go on this long-term journey to sort of just bring people closer to some of the topics that we don't always see or think about in our day-to-day lives, but, you know, actually are inside every meal we eat. Every mm-hmm. plate of food has a story behind it and has some kind of an impact. So um, we want to, in a very fun and inspiring and engaging way, bring people into that journey a little bit more. And today's a great example of that. We've got kids come down. We've got about 100 kids, I we believe. Do. And of what age group are they? So they're 7 to 11 years old. And they are going to be heading into the ballroom here at the Obelisk to do some cooking, some creating with Chef Russell and Piazzi, who is uh, an absolute superstar on the food front. Um, tell us a little bit about that farm-to-table veg pledge, in particular when it comes to sustainability goals. Yes. So we know that we need to get children eating more fruit and vegetables. And I think it's not just children, it's all of us, really. We no, know. Don't, don't, don't look at me, Sophie, but you'd be absolutely right to at, look at me. I'm looking at me, I'm looking in the mirror. I mean, we all need to eat more fruit and vegetables because actually we know that these uh, foods have a slightly lesser impact on the environment um, than some of the other proteins that we eat in our diet. So it's, it's really important that we get everyone a bit excited about fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. bring them more into the diet. And today is about making that fun, bringing parents and children together to 
to cook together, have some great memories over making something that we hope is just delicious. We know it's going to be delicious, right? Because Russell is, is behind it. So we've got local honey going in. We've got local produce wherever it's in season going in. And today, Russell will be telling us some of the stories about these fruits and veg, why they're good for us, why they're good for the planet. Um, and uh, we just hope it'll be fun. That's the main thing. We want it to be fun. The kids are really excited. For anyone that isn't able to be here this afternoon or for any schools or families listening, how can they get involved in some of the initiatives that Spinneys are running? Well, absolutely. We have um, we have a dedicated website to this. So farmtotable.spinneys.com. Check it out. Um, on there, you can find out information about all of the kind of learning materials, fun games you can do at home. There's video material um, and all these kind of educational modules, which if you're very keen, you can download um, and check them out and learn some basics. But also our social media channel will be buzzing today. We're getting more and more experts and um, influencers on board as well to spread the word about mm. you know healthy and sustainable eating. So more to come. I've got a very important question for you. What is the veggie that you couldn't live without, Sophie? <laughs> Mushrooms, because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, isn't that, isn't, is, do you know what, for the longest time, like the, the portobello mushroom burger was like the <laughs> only veggie option on so many menus. And that seems to have massively changed as more, more companies, more restaurants are kind of woken up to how so many people are either a bit more flex chairing or yeah. plant-based. So if you use mushroom, now I've got bad news. That answer <laughs> does not win you 500 euros to spend at Spinney's because indeed you work for Spinney's. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Joining us now is Zoo Gadwood, the Head of Operations at Interact. This is the impact agency that Spinney's is partnering with on the farm to table, looking to educate a million people in the UAE about healthy eating and food choices by the end of next year. Zoo, thank you for being with us today. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm a little bit unfamiliar with Interact, so I'd love you to explain a little bit about a lot of the work that's been going on behind the scenes to work with Spinneys that we probably are completely unaware of but are reaping the benefits of. Sure. Um, So Interact is a social impact and marketing company. So we work with governments and major brands like Spinneys to embed healthy activities into communities. Uh, We also do large-scale programs and initiatives to increase physical activities, improve mental well-being and of course sustainable food and healthy eating. Uh, We work a lot with children. Uh, Research, of course, shows that healthy, active children have very much higher chance of being healthy adults. Mm -hmm. And also with regards to obesity, uh, you know, children do carry that on to later on in adulthood. Absolutely. It's it's interesting, isn't it? I was just talking um, at Expo City earlier this week about with a group of kids, similar age to this group, kind of 9 to 13, and we're talking about climate change. And I just sat there listening to what these kids knew, just going, oh, my goodness, you are just sponges for this and then they bring that information home to the families exactly and I had a a kind of a taste of this last last year when my daughter was doing um, a module at school which was on saving the orangutans oh yes and she came home with a big list of things we're not allowed to buy now because of palm oil and I tell you what she was on her soapbox and you know (laughs) but really really affecting change and and change behaviors it does coming from that that, from the child side you must find is crucial definitely because we're targeting the 70 11 year olds uh, with the program written with the uh, British Food Foundation to with regards to uh, a curriculum that we put through to the schools here and uh, we're looking at extending that to the 14 uh, 11 to 14 year olds uh, for next term onwards tell us a little um, bit about that curriculum then and what what does it kind of look like in practice what are some of the the kids uh, really connecting with information wise so it's basically materials that we created with the British Nutrition Foundation and it's all been peer reviewed by the Abu Dhabi Public Health Centre and also been um, 
it you know, uh, into Arabic language so that uh, we can go into government schools also, mm-hmm. which we are currently working with the uh, Emirates School Establishment. Um, so that opens up quite a lot for us into the government schools and be able to target those children of, of those age groups. Um, and it's literally teachers uh, downloading uh, the curriculum from the Spinney's website for Farm to Table. Uh, parents can download it too, so they can do it at home. Uh, with the children after school after school activities, um, yeah. So it gives them an idea as to, with regards to sustainable eating, where your food's coming from, what's healthy, what's your five a day. Literally simple things like that, and really simple recipes to follow. It's an interesting one, isn't it, in Dubai? Because we're so spoiled in terms of choice yeah, and in, in terms of access to ingredients. Um, I mean, I grew up in the countryside where there was like you know the pick your own. I went to school with farmers yeah. and you know all all of that. And I can't help but think that we need to make a really concerted effort to help our kids connect the dots on their food here, more, more perhaps than anywhere Definitely. else in the world. Yeah, and Spin is doing a brilliant job with that, um, with their Layan store, which is the most sustainable uh, operational store that they have. Um, the products that they have, the produce that they have there, the front line is basically all foods uh, that's been produced, uh, produced here. Yeah, so your blueberries, your raspberries, your cucumbers, and it's your the, peppers. And it's the, it, well, I mean, not to sound like an old-timer, <laughs> when I moved here 15 years ago, but that, wasn't, that really wasn't the case. No, and when I, you know, I was yes. in Spinney's this morning, and I was like, oh, the, blue, the blueberries, and we are going to be speaking to Elite later on as well. Yeah. It, it's incredible, the, not just the role of technology, but I guess the role of priority. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, you know, really wanting to, to achieve. Yeah, one of the things we do at Spinney's for the Farm to Table programme is taking kids to the Spinney stores, of course, and also to the farms. So we just had one visit yesterday to a hydroponic farm uh, for your 10-year-olds. There's about 20 of them that came along, and they were gobsmacked with what they could see in there. And it's in the middle of Al- Alcoz in, in a warehouse. Really? <laughs> you wouldn't have known there was a farm in there. And it was brilliant. So they asked so much questions about you know how it was being grown, what kind of lettuces are in there? They get to taste, touch, feel, um, you know, smell all the different herbs that was growing in there. And it was quite an eye-opener for a lot of them. I'm sure. And this afternoon, taking it to that next level and actually exactly cooking that. with some of those ingredients. So yes. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm going to let you get back to uh, to these kids. There's uh, some very, you might be able to hear, some very excited, excited children. Kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's bees in the ballroom. We're going to be learning about those in just a couple of minutes. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. In conversation now with Olivia Cantagrel, the founder and beekeeper of Olivia's Bee Farm. They produce raw local honey with local beehives. And I've got so many questions for you, Olivia. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Before I find out more about logistics of beekeeping in the UAE, what we should be looking for in the honey that we buy, can I ask how important are bees in the ecosystem? Because there seems to be a lot of myths and misconceptions and big claims, and you feel like the man to ask. Ah, okay. Uh, bees are quite uh, important in the sense that they are they are uh, they are pollinating um, a lot of the things we are eating, like uh, especially in uh, vegetable gardens or fruits, and uh, even here in in UAE there there are some uh, trees that are producing fruits, some gardens. But in general, yes, this is pollination that is. Uh, their service of pollination is uh, the most important. There was a quote or a misquote, I think, by Einstein talking about, you know, if, if bees didn't exist, you know, the world would basically cease to exist within five years. Okay. Any truth? And I'm not asking if he said it, but is there any truth in that kind of claim? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he never said. Uh, actually, it's not really true in the sense that, uh, yes, bees are important because they're pollinating a lot of things we are 
cultivating at the moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a lot of other pollinators. There's a lot of other bees because what bees we're talking about honey bees mm -hmm. that lives in colonies. But uh, you have a lot of um, solitary bees that are also pollinating and other insects that are pollinating. So just the bee going away will uh, make some trouble in your gardens, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to survive and this. And it might mean a lack of honey, which is what we're really talking about this afternoon. How did you get into beekeeping? It feels like an unusual hobby and then an unusual yes. career. Where did it begin? <laughs> it began... Uh, my... my uh, Grandparents, they had farms, so uh, I started uh, like early. But then I, I, I moved to a, a more uh, typical corporate uh, career in uh, expatriation. Mm -hmm. And it's only really when I got uh, older, when I got tired of people. And <laughs> like also, no more people, I want the bees. <laughs> and I, I made a good uh, encounter when I moved to Albarsha. In this area, my neighbor, she, uh, he's uh, a, a beekeeper. And uh, actually, I bumped into him uh, one morning, just a uh, few days after we uh, uh, moved there. Mm -hmm. Was and he in his beekeeping outfit? Yes, he was <laughs> in the very early morning. And he was like waving his hand and saying, well, what this new guy will say about my bees? But I got interested. We became friends, and uh, now we're doing beekeeping together. I love the idea of this being, you know, an urban beekeeping scene that we don't, even, you know, we know nothing about. You have taken this to something of a of a next level. How many bees do you keep, Olivia? Oh, uh, it's difficult. <laughs> you can't count them, but it's, it's by by the millions. You have uh, in each hive, you have uh, uh, up to uh, I mean, several. Uh, from 10,000 to 16,000, to sometimes even 80,000. So it's a lot of beef. You have a few hives. And what have you brought with you today to soft tell the obelisk? I saw, I saw something coming in. Yeah, uh, I, I brought, uh, today I brought some bees into a transparent beehive. Uh, so, so I've constructed those beehives to display the life of uh, uh, beehives uh, to... Uh, people to actually I'm going a lot to uh, schools with those hives so the, 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 the bees are um, confined securely confined into uh, temporarily securely confined into this uh, transparent beehive and we can see them at work and uh, and uh, yeah it's a good experience apparently for kids they love it yeah we went to the Hatter bee farm and uh, my kids were like let's let's find the you know because it, it brings it to life you know yes. it, this is what I think what this afternoon is all about it's about kind of connecting those dots between the producers, whether that is yes. a bee or yes, a farmer, yes, yes. and what we pick up from the shelves of our supermarket. Yes. Especially uh, kids in Dubai, they have not, not a lot of uh, uh, occasion to go in the countryside or... Uh, yeah, to, to grow and yes. get mucky and, you yes, know, exactly. all of that. It's, yes. it's really important. Um, Olivia, I wanted to ask you, when we are buying honey, what are some of the things we should be looking for um, to make sure we're getting something that is actually you know, incredible health benefits, but yes. when it's done badly, it's really quite the opposite. Yes. What, what, well, what should not, we be looking it's for? Not, it's not really uh, easy. I mean, the, the best honey that you can get is the one that you are producing yourself. And actually, a lot of people now are asking me to put some beehives in their backyard so they can produce maybe one or two or three, and they can produce their own honey. It's not easy, but it's not difficult either. Just a few lessons and you, you, you're like autonomous and you, you can learn on your own. 
So th this is the best way. Then the second best way is that you know somebody who is doing it, mm -hmm. so uh, you have a first uh, source. And then uh, if you can't have uh, any of this, uh, try not to buy uh, honey cheap because you're, you're sure that uh, if it's cheap, it's not going to be uh, a good honey. So it's going to be cut with kind of yes, sugar nourishment or, even, or chemicals? Uh, and sometimes even not honey. Really? It's I mean, not natural honey. Mm -hmm. Now the, the fraud in honey has been so, uh, so big as a business and, and uh, so skillful, the, the uh, people in, in that trade, that uh, they can reconstruct something, all, all, nearly all the elements of honey, but it's not really honey. Where can we buy yours? Yeah, yeah, no, just call me because I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a big. I'm, Everyone I'm, listening now knows a beekeeper. No, I'm not a big uh, producer. I have a very small. Uh, <laughs> so it's. Uh, well, I love the idea of there being this little kind of these little enclaves of beekeepers around Dubai, and, and you there is like yeah, it's king good, bee. Good, good, and and people most people don't realize that you can you can produce honey in in the city. Actually, in UAE. It's even better to, I mean, easier to produce honey in the city itself because they're, they're food for bees all the time. Mm -hmm. In a lot of places in a desert environment, you will have no food for bees all year round. So you, you will have some difficulties in keeping bees. And actually, a lot of some, some other people have really big difficulties in keeping bees. How wonderful. Urban, yeah. urban city, urban uh, beekeeping is, is the easiest. You heard it here, folks, if you're interested. Olivia, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Is there a website or Instagram yeah, that people I'm can a, contact uh, you? Even though I'm, I'm old, I have a, a <laughs> little <it>. Instagram. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to follow you this very second. It's, uh, it's Oliver's Bee Farm is my Instagram. Oliver. And otherwise you can... Uh, there, there's my phone on that uh, Instagram. You can, uh, you I, can I want to see an explosion yes. in urban beekeeping yeah. as a result of you, sir. Thank you so You're much welcome. for your time. Really, Thank really do appreciate it. Have a great afternoon. You too. Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We're out of the studio. We're broadcasting live from Sofitel Dubai, the Obelisk, for a very special activation of an event. There are children running around. There are bees here. I've got a beautiful bounty of fresh fruit and vegetables in front of me. And Warwick Good as well. He is the GM of marketing here at Spinney's. It's a great afternoon, Warwick. For anyone who's just tuned in, what is it all about today? Good afternoon, Helen. Wonderful to be with you this afternoon. Uh, so it's all about getting uh, kids out of the classroom uh, into an external environment and getting them to talk about food with their parents and executive chef Russell M. Piazzi at the Safitel we Obelisk. We love Russell. He's fantastic. He We're going to be speaking to him about an hour's time. He's a dad. He gets it. Yeah. But he's also an incredibly creative chef. What are they, what are they kind of creating next door? Right? So right now they're creating a salad. Um, there's a whole lot of different ingredients all sourced locally uh, from Spinneys. Um, with some honey, uh, some really fresh ingredients, and it's their opportunity to play around, mess around, learn about the ingredients that are going into their food, why it's good for them, why it's healthy, and to talk about where the food is coming from. Mm. I love the, the time uh, children in the UAE don't get to have these kind of conversations. And the start of talking about where your food comes from often leads to a healthier and more sustainable diet. I should have brought my five-year-old, she who is the queen of beige. <laughs> Every time we go to Spinney, she's like, can I get a cheese bread, please? And I just like frisbee a cheese manish at her. I'm like, yes, it's the best four dirhams I'll spend. But there, is, there are some really proven links between getting kids to actually make that food 
so they they see the value in it you know in terms of the time spent on creating it but I guess what you're doing is taking that even further and connecting those dots between the producer and the grower. You've yes. got some great partners yeah. and, and more and more produce on the shelves there. Why is that a priority, that kind of local aspect for Spinneys? So I, th- I think it, in, in two ways, uh, sourcing locally is obviously more sustainable. Um, and with the UAE's agenda on food security, we're seeing more uh, local producers popping up and we definitely want to be at the forefront of supporting all of those local producers. Um, I think for children in the UAE, you know, a lot of them are not aware that uh, we have farms in the UAE. So it's great to be able to take them to those farms, talk about where that food is coming from, what goes into growing it. Um, and as I said, it's a really tangible way to get them to start talking about their food. Can I ask them why is this a, something of a priority for Spinneys? Because this is obviously a very deliberate choice to be leaning into the sustainability piece which is a big priority for the UAE as well but also really making that community connection too why is that so significant so I mean we are a brand that's rooted in the heart of our communities Um, our purpose at Spinneys is to nourish and inspire our communities to live a better life Mm -hmm. and obviously a a very big part of that community is our customers Um, we, we, we know that we stock all healthy alternatives in all of our categories, but we really wanted to take a further step and, and tell people, and especially children at a young age, what healthy diets uh, can and sustainable diets can actually do for their lives and improve their health. Um, we know that uh, childhood obesity is a problem in the UAE, and we're trying to play a role in addressing that. I saw... Um the big smile on my daughter's face the day when she went in and saw one of the mini trolleys that you now have in the supermarkets. Yeah, a nice, fun way, engaging and, way to and get free children fruit involved. as well. Yeah, I saw, a, I saw a, a, a person who was definitely not a child making his way over to the free bananas. I gave him, <laughs> I gave him a glare, Warren. Don't you worry. But, it, but I think that is that involvement, isn't it? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not just you know them being passive it's you know go go yeah. and you know choose five local cucumbers yeah. go you know go and have a look at the fish that's come from just down the road and substituting a really sweet fruit every now and again instead of um, a packet of candy which is what we're trying to do with the free fruit initiative in store i would like to say a personal thank you for making some swaps around what i used to call the gauntlet which was the candy <laughs> aisle before before the <laughs> checkout there has been a big a big change there which i think is making parents lives easier so fantastic a, a heartfelt personal thank you for that we will actually change those fruit stands out and the lead up to Christmas we'll put some carrots in there for Rudolph oh good to know Rudolph get ready Warwick thank you so much I'm really excited to see how, how the afternoon's unfolding we had some very excited children they've now been put into the ballroom with Chef Russell and there's bees in there there's some fresh produce we're going to be learning more about that produce next with uh, one of the growers from Elite it is Farmer's Kitchen with me Helen Farmer Warwick before I let you go I want to know what is the veggie you can't live without I cannot live without it's not a veggie it's a tomato i love uh, fresh tomatoes that's mine too yeah. we'll, we'll we'll extend it to fruit or veggies yeah. it's got seeds inside it's a fruit okay yeah. fine every day is a school day <laughs> work thank you so much this is farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well so in front of me there is a beautiful array of fresh fruit and vegetables and i was like hmm, they look delicious Grown right here, and one of the men responsible is with me as well. Abdul Fattah is um, joining us from Elite Agro. He is a grower with an agricultural engineering background, more than 10 years of experience, and Elite cultivates around 3,000 hectares of fresh produce across four major farms in Abu Dhabi and Alain. And you might be surprised by what they can grow. Thank you so much for being with us. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Irene. I'm good, good. Thank you. So, the array is what surprised me the most because. 
I think of local growing and I think UAE cucumbers, for example. But the selection that you are now capable of growing is really incredible. Can you give us a little flavour of everything that Elite is, is able to, to bring to us? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for, for this invitation. You're welcome. Elena, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, for your question, as uh, the company Elite Agro took uh, the initiation 10 years ago and start business here in UAE by growing different uh, fresh produce, uh, fruit, vegetables, open field crops also. And uh, today we are one of the leaders in the not in the region by producing the fresh and produce. And we are taking initiation always to introduce new things, new stuff here on the market. Like today on this beautiful event, we are bringing our product to pro- uh, to, ex- uh, uh, to to present uh, uh, like a blue our berries. Uh, the whole blueberries yeah. are yeah. incredible. Exactly, they're massive. They are like they are really really wow worthy and i would never think that that would be possible in the uae what's the most challenging thing that you grow yeah now it's possible yeah after almost now four years see we just get to see the results we just go oh here they are on the shelves that's nice but you you're the ones that are working hard to actually engineer this exactly on the field uh, since now the story began uh, four years ago with uh, by introduction of a beautiful crop here and which something was impossible before but with all the hard work and uh, knowledge transfer from other uh, countries, other region, other corner in the world, that we are today able to produce this uh, uh, superfood uh, here in, in, in the country. What is a very challenging fruit or vegetable to grow? What's the most difficult that takes the most you know, detail, engineering, reworking? Look, here uh, in UAE, first topic we are talking about is water, of course. So we are living in a region where it's arid region with the scarcity of water so mm-hmm. we need to be careful when we are producing uh, to to be uh, good with with high efficiency by using the water well that's the balance isn't it we think about you know growing local because you know fruit and vegetables aren't having to travel far to our shelves exactly. but also you've got to think about the processes behind that exactly. as well exactly yeah uh, and uh, as i mentioned uh, water is one of change but with all our technology that we are using by using less water for irrigation by using different technology the the latest one uh, to produce like blueberry now for example if we are uh, talking blueberry, blueberry people know about blueberry everyone like more lots of people in the world grow in soil but Today we are growing out of soil and we are using less amount of water for irrigation, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask what's next. What are, you, what are you working on behind the scenes that might come to our shelves next year or, or in the future? Yeah. Next is to, to supply year around the market. Mm-hmm. So this is something, a challenge that we are working on with our, our people now on the market with Spinis also. Uh, that uh, we need to extend our season as maximum as possible. Today now we are uh, we are in, uh, in uh, good quite important area of, the, of blueberries that we are we are already growing. Uh, but this year we st- we try to introduce a new variety that can produce early and some variety that can produce mm-hmm. late. So we can have a short gap during summer uh, that can bring the fruit from outside the country. Isn't that no bad course, thing? Blue- more blueberries. 
always uh, a positive and thing. our our strength the most important thing to to uh, to clarify is the, our freshness of, of the product yeah. because here we are producing locally so imagine you can compare from the product that's come abroad. there's no planes trains and automobiles of course. It's just a quick trip down of the road course. thank yeah. you so much for your time today i'm um, really interesting to hear what's been happening behind the scenes and what we can look forward to in the future of the fate from Adlit agro who are in front of us right now and now i'm desperate to eat a blueberry this is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Talking sustainability on the show this afternoon. And Hawa is the first locally produced bottled drinking water harvested straight from the sky. Exactly. To tell us more, Sammy is with us. Sure. I mean, you know what my first question is going to be. Definitely. How? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, thank you so much for hosting me. You're and welcome. Hosting Hawa Water. It's always good to be with you on the show. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to have you with us and it's really nice to taste the water today as well. Did you like it? I re- Okay, I said to you off air, I am a bit of a water nerd because my dad worked in bottled water for a long time. Um, So whenever we went to different countries, we'd have to try the different bottled water and we'd have to buy, you know, the the different ones. And he had lots of thoughts on tasting and production. And I probably know more than your average bear. And I really do like it. It's very soft. It is. Is that, is that the kind of flavour mouthfeel that I should be experiencing? This is, exactly the, this is exactly what you have to experience. So let me take you through the, the process. First of all, uh, as you said, Hawa water is a local water harvested directly from the sky. This is how we call it that we turn the impossible to be real, reality and in your hand. It's Dubai. It is Dubai, exactly. Anything is possible. You can think about it and you can have it with you. So Hawa Water had been uh, uh, in the market exclusively with Spinis starting 2020. And uh, we can say that it is a water uh, from the humidity. We transform and we condensate the humidity and we turn it to be a dew point of water. We filter it. We bottle it in a glass only bottle of a glass. Why is that significant? I have to say, it's a very. St- and you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but it is a very stylish it is. water bottle as well. But why glass, Sammy? Okay, uh, for a very simple reason. Uh, glass is a returnable concept. When you uh, have only glass, you will be able to reuse it. And this is exactly our concept to reduce and uh, to have minimum impact on the environment and very low uh, footprint as much as possible. We decided to stay away from the plastic have our water to be bottled in glass where we can collect it back and we can refill it and again you can reuse it in the market. You've also got a bottle return scheme at the minute. Tell us a little bit more about that because I've seen it in my local store. Okay, so uh, first of all the concept of sustainability is to try, as we said, to reduce as much as possible the impact on the nature and on the environment. Uh, We decided to have as you can see, this type of glass is, had been made to be reused many, many times. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we said that we will be having our return stations, which is you can find it in next to every shelf in Spinis, where you can have your bottle of water. Once you use it, you can come back. You can drop it there. You can have even a voucher as a reward. You can encash it at the cashier. And you can help the, the, the society and you can maintain the sustainability. Can I ask you a little bit about that taste? Because sure. are there tastings going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to be honest, from the feedback that we hear from all the people, whenever they try Hawa, they say that this is the taste back home. Okay. That's interesting. That's every time we hear the same. You can feel it is uh, light, mm-hmm. okay, uh, due to the nature of this water. 
it's not uh, desalinated water. Okay, so the process of turning it to be a drinkable water is actually a very simple filtration process where we don't do treatment and it doesn't lose the characteristic of it. So when you drink it, you feel it very light, very pure, and you don't have enough of it. This is, this is exactly how we, <laughs> we describe it. When I think about yeah. the implications for this technology and, yeah. and even some of the concepts you're talking about there in terms of sustainability, there seems lots of applications. Right. I'm guessing, I can tell by the look in your eye, this probably <laughs> isn't, isn't the end of the road. What else are you looking forward to in 2023? Uh, to be honest... Uh, it's all top secret. <laughs> no, actually, uh, no, okay. I, I'm, I'm happy to, to mention. Uh, first of all, we would like to also have one more size, uh, one more different size. So for the time being, we have the 750. We're just launching the 250 at Spinnis. You can start finding it uh, beginning of December. Our 500 ml is on the way as well. And uh, let's uh, hope the sparkling will be maybe uh, sometimes. Watch yeah, sometime space. soon. Yeah. Sammy, thank you so much. It's great to have you with us. I think the kids have really it. enjoyed learning about something that sounds like is, something from is, the future. Is, exactly. Water harvested from the air. Let's put that humidity to good use at last, apart from some very unwelcome hair volume. Um, brilliant to have you with. And as I said, can find Hauer on the shelves there. They were um, part of the Spinney's Incubator program a new size bottle on the shelves in just a couple of weeks. Sammy, have a wonderful weekend ahead. Thank you so much, Helen. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. And we've just been joined by some very special guests in our studio here at Sofitel the Oblesk. Uh, Yasmina, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am well. You are from Gems Wellington and you were taking part in the class next door. What were you making? Um, we were making salads um, with all types of fruits and vegetables. Um, they've smelt really good in there. Um, I'd love to get a mini lesson on how to make a salad dressing, please. Um, so first you're going to start off by adding... Um, the bottom layer which is going to have like lettuce, cucumber, tomato mm-hmm. and then as you get closer to the top you add like the mini things which are like quinoa and mini like shredded carrots. Ooh, and the dressing looked really good Donya. Um, what, did you use some of that honey that I'm from Olivia, that had the honey man? Yeah, so we used um, the honey, um, mustard, um, fresh lemon juice and olive oil and then we mixed it and then it became that dressing. I'm, I'm going to go in and, and make my own, but I'm curious, what, based on what went in your salad today? So I put some beetroot and I put some, um, I put some lettuce and I put some cucumbers and tomatoes and then I added some extra like stuff and I added the dressing, which was the dressing that Donya explained. Did it, how did it taste? It tasted good and... Um, I'm willing to eat my salad at home. <laughs> I'm willing to eat my salad at home. We're, uh, we're speaking to the kids now from Gems Wellington who've been part of this fantastic programme. Isha's with us today as well. Um, Isha um, has been uh, cooking up, not even cooking up a storm, creating a storm with some of the beautiful ingredients and it's all grown right here in the UAE. Um, Isha, tell me a little bit about some of the veggies because they were they were grown here. What went into your salad? So um, we had some raspberries, blueberries, mint leaves, rice, quinoa. Loads. It was all very tasty. And tomatoes. And things that are grown here? 
Yeah, things that were grown here. I didn't realise that so much could be grown in the UAE. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Blueberries and this dressing. So you're going home with a goodie bag. I can see a little plant there. Are you going to try and do some growing at home as well? Yeah, so we love growing plants at home, but I'm really excited to try a new plant this time. It's been a pleasure to have the gang with us. We've got Yasmina, Donya, Besan, and, and the lovely Isha as well. <laughs> Wonderful to see the next generation of, uh, yes, farmers on Farmer's Kitchen. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We have stolen away the man of the moment, Chef Russell Impiazzi, the executive chef at Softel Dubai, the obelisk. He's been the man in charge slash corralling the hundred children in the ballroom next door through a cookery class and more. He's also the main man right here at the hotel, responsible for the restaurants, the activations and a whole lot of festive and football action, which we're going to be hearing about as well. Chef, I do always appreciate your time, but on a Friday, when I know you're always gearing up for a busy weekend, um, I appreciate it even more. How did it go next door? Oh, hang on. We're just going to put your mic up, Chef. Oh, there you go. Hello, Chef. Technical fail. I know. It's Oops. Friday. We're all tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, yeah, what exactly were you doing next door? No, they, I, they I were amazing. So, some very excited kids. Yeah, it was good. So the idea was really just to get, get mums, dads and kids just understanding and, and being brave enough to try something new. Um, so we had 15 different ingredients on the table and the challenge was to build an amazing salad using at least 10 of them. So... Fortunately, most of them actually got really into it and tried things they haven't tried before. So that was a really win for us. I had spoke to kids who had driss, who'd never eaten beetroot before and loved it. Um, We had Safa, who'd never eaten chickpeas before. So... That, I can see I can see your little face is looking pretty proud yeah, of that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. When you see someone trying something for the first time, you think it's going to go one way or the other, and, and just smiles at the end of it really makes the whole thing worthwhile. I mean, I am the not-so-proud owner of a, of a very picky eater who, I mean, if she could have pizza three meals a day, she would do it with gusto. And unfortunately, one of those kids that is like, I don't like it. You haven't tried it. That's the I thing don't that like me it. There. And I'm like, mm, I wouldn't suggest this. I'm not trying to punish you. The chances are you will like this. And there's going to open up dishes and opportunities to you that have you've previously been, you know, I think that's what, what, what today was great because you kind of saw everyone doing it together. And it, yeah. it, it kind of helped encourage people to try something new. But I think science, science has proved you've got to try something at least 27 times before it say, wow, this is amazing. I had the same problem with, with my kids when I young. We had an issue with carrots, um, you know, to the point where I think Mia was throwing up after eating them. But she now carrots are everywhere. So it, it takes time. Persevere. Don't give up. That's the main thing. And don't I think that's up. it because it's such an emotional thing, yep. especially when they're really little and you're yep. really tired and yep. you're there spending time cooking food mm. that gets rejected and their little mouth clamps shut and you go... I feel like you're rejecting my time and my love and the money I've spent on this food. And I'm trying to be persistent. But you're right, it is about putting things on the plate. And I think you're right, peer pressure is is important. It, it, it is, and we saw it work here today, especially with tomatoes. We had, we had a couple of young ladies who've never tried tomatoes before. We had a gentleman who didn't like it at all, fair enough, but he was brave enough to try it. And that's, that's the main it. thing. Just taste it, because you never know. Yeah. You never know. When you've not tried something, say, I don't like it. You know, as a parent, that is pretty demoralizing. My brother, especially as a chef, oh, my no, kids are, I'm not even that dad. Really, really. You know, <laughs> well, stings. We did. Um, what something that did make me feel a lot better about my kind of parental food choices was we did a cookery class with Jason Atherton on Zoom during lockdown. Amazing. With Spinneys, every Friday we got together on Zoom and cooked something, and we had incredible chefs from here in the UAE. We had a chef on the beach in the Maldives. We had um, George Locatelli teaching us to make pizza in his kitchen in London. It was amazing. Jason Atherton teaching us how to make bread. And um, you can imagine, he's got 
a rather nice house. <laughs> With an amazing kitchen. We went down to like put the bread to proof next to his home cinema and next to the gym. And he came, came back upstairs to open the fridge to put something in. And in the door of his fridge, I saw Ella's pouches. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. You are also putting Ella and the but whole family amazing. to university. But they're amazing, uh, Ella's, Ella's food. They're, they're, I'm a girl on the go. They're, they're great. You know? Know. There's, no, there's no shame in that game, yep. Jason yep. Atherton. But yep. it did make me feel a lot better that even <laughs> you know Michelin star restaurants uh, and the men behind them are, are, are absolutely doing it. Um, tell us then a little bit about what's uh, what's been going on here when it comes to local produce, because a lot of a lot of chefs talk about the significance of it, and I wondered how meaningful it is to you from like a flavour point of view, of course, but also in terms of the footprint of the hotel oh, and how you important. yeah no, yeah it's massively important and, and, and you know having been in, in the region for a while, you've, I've kind of just seen the farmers pop up and the, the quality has just got better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, especially we're coming into the, the most amazing season now where tomatoes will be at their best in the next couple of weeks the blueberries will be popping out the flowers in the next two or three weeks really get involved when you're, when you're in a supermarket look for that local produce because it just tastes amazing if it didn't taste good then there's a different conversation Absolutely. but it really is stunning and we, we use it across all, all of our restaurants um, because it's the right thing to do um, you know there's do, no choice do, about do you it feel we, like, do you feel like diners care more? do you feel like we are looking at you know provenance of meat but also veggies you know and even asking those questions of the staff i think it's great that the conversation is there i don't think people buy into it enough if i'm honest uh which is a bit of a shame but we'll keep we'll keep going we'll keep telling a good story because, yeah because that's it isn't it it's yeah. kind of that supply and demand yeah. we, we might not realize that it's a an option or be desirable and, and delicious until it's put in front of us and then i guess there's often a bit of reluctance on the restaurant side because it is a choice you know it's like you know do i go with the supplier i've worked with for a long time or do I open myself up to this this new farmer who's... But just go out there. All the, the local markets are absolutely amazing. You know, you go down to the waterfront, you've just got this array of amazing local seafood, all the vegetables are there, and talk to the guys. You know, it's, 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 there's a world out there that, that a lot of people don't realise because they're kind of tied into the same routine. Yeah. And I said to the kids today, try something new. And it's the same with chefs as well. Try something new and you might actually surprise yourself. Um, I heard... a like a little clip when I opened the door and peeked in before and it was you talking about how to make an amazing salad dressing and I couldn't stay so I want to ask you now Chef Russell give us the, the key components to a killer salad dressing uh, the one we just made we had this most amazing honey um, oh. from Olivier which is which is really the, the, the provides the, the, the big hit of flavour and natural sweetness Dijon mustard um, and then generally it's, it's one part acidity that can be vinegar or lemon juice and three parts oil stick to that as a basic and you're kind of a half decent dressing and then you can lay flavor in it whether it's herbs or a little bit of spice but you know one, one to three is your ratio bit of honey bit of mustard and away you go we've got chef russell and piazzi with us he is the executive chef here at the sofitel dubai the obelisk we're going to talk next about what's happening here at the property over the weekend into the football and festive season and beyond this is farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well it has been a fantastic afternoon here down at Sopatel the Obelisk. We have had Chef Russell and Piazzi, who we're going to be hearing from shortly. We've had Olivia, the beekeeper. We've been talking about produce, and now we're meeting a couple of the young chefs. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Judy with us, who uh, I understand already likes fruit and vegetables. But Judy, tell me about the salad that you made. What were, what were your ingredients that you chose? I chose um, rice, quinoa, um, what's it called, tomatoes. Cucumber. Loads. Beetroot. Carrot. Was there anything in there that you hadn't tried before? No. So you love fruit and veg? Some, yeah. Some. Is there anything that you're not so sure about? Yeah. What? 
this paprika. Okay, right. Well, we've got the veg pledge in front of us, so we're going to hear from Sienna next and hear how her salad experience was. Did you try anything today for the first time? Yeah, um, I actually tried beetroot. I tried it with salt and with nothing. I didn't really like it, but I have it sometimes. But this is the thing, you have to try it. If yeah. I can tell you a secret on the radio, yeah. I actually don't like beetroot very much because I had school dinners and beetroot, the colour went into everything and it made everything taste like yeah. beetroot. And I just tried it next door with the salad dressing that Chef Russell taught you how to make. And it was really good. So I feel like I've had a bit of a breakthrough moment this afternoon yeah. as well. Now, you've got the veg pledge in front of you. Sienna, yeah. you've got the mic. Can you, yeah, sure. can you read it out and then you and Julie I'll, can take it together? Go. I'll pledge to eat my veg. I will not be mean to anything green. I will do my best to eat the rest. Fruit and veg, you are the best. Yes. Okay, so if you can, you can put the microphone together and you say, I take the veg pledge. I take the, the pledge. 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 Girls, right, it's can official. you get Helen to read the pledge for herself too? Puna, <laughs> tell her she's got to do it too. I have my limits. My boundaries are broccoli. Okay, fine. I will pledge to eat my veg. I will not be mean to anything green. I will do my best to eat the rest. Fruit and veg, you are the best. Guys, thank you so, so much. Um, do you think you might be a chef in the future, Judy? Do you think you would work with food? Yes. Yes. Sienna, what about you? I want to be a chef, but I want to be a fashion designer. But Listen, sky's yes. the limit. I reckon my kids want to be a gymnast, an artist, and an athlete. So I think a vet might be in there as well. And I've got, I can tell by you two. Sky's the limit. Judy, Sienna, thank you so much. Joining us from Gems Wellington here at Sofitel Obelisk. Absolute superstars. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We have been here this afternoon <laughs> with Chef Russell and Piazzi. He's here with his headphones on. Completely wrong. Come here, Chef. I'll, wow. I'll sort yeah. you out. Oh. There you go. Magic. <laughs> Luckily, you know what you're doing in the kitchen. I know what I'm doing generally when it comes to the radio. Um, Russell is the exec chef here at uh, the... Uh, uh, See, what did I just say? Sofitel Dubai. Thank you, thank you. It's been a week. It has been a week. You've been on great form this afternoon and really inspiring kids to try some fruit and veggies for the first time, um, locally grown. Um, and I wondered what's going on here at the minute. Which restaurants come under your uh, your your mighty power? Yeah, no, all of them. So it's we're all, we're, it's football at the minute, isn't it? It's uh, dare I say you know the you know the answer. Dare to the I say it's coming home. Um, too soon. Jinxing it. Too soon. Way. But no, it, we, we've got some amazing football going on in the nine. Uh, and we've got an amazing setup by the pool, actually. So watching the football by the pool is actually quite quite a nice way to, quite nice to do that? it. You, know, it's, you, it's, can it's have nice. you can have your like, roast and your kind of it's coming home UK experience in the nine. And then you can be like, but there's a reason I don't live there. I'm going to sit and watch it by the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it, because normally World Cup for me is, is in the summer. Yeah. So it's kind of getting my head around it. I'm sure a few football fans agree that winter World Cup is a bit weird. But when you're sitting outside in the warm, it kind of feels a little bit summery. So it's a, a bit, a bit, a bit kind of good. British pub garden-y feel yes, in, really with nice. a five-star twist. Yes. Come, is it too soon to talk Christmas? No, we're full on. We're festive. Um, we've been planning really since June, believe it or not. We oh start my right, goodness. We start, so you're not all talked out about yeah, Turkey no, no, we, we start writing menus uh, July, August, actually. So it, it goes quick. Um, so we've got good program in all the restaurants. The Nine has a, has a, has a good program. Brasserie and Taika was all this year. So they're all involved. Um, can, good content. Can, can, we, can we talk turkey? Because I feel like that must be a bit of a challenge of a chef. It's like you want to put your twist on stuff. You want to keep innovating. But people obviously want that kind of home flavor, the comfort that they crave, the familiarity. How do you strike that balance? Um, look, t- festive is one of those things that is, is you eat it once a year generally. So, you know, we keep it simple. We keep it very traditional. Um, 
you know, a slow roasted turkey, butter basted, oh, good stuffing, good chestnuts, um, and 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 it's all the bits that go with it for me that make a Christmas. Go Christmas on. dinner. You got the the Brussels sprouts, the the red cabbage braise with oh, some red cabbage some is my favourite, and a little bit a bit of honey in there as well, which is amazing. Roast potatoes, honey glazed parsnips. Okay, hold up. Because we're going to educate a nation now. Because the roasts they have in the nine are phenomenal. And to my mind, not complete without a good roasty. So whether it is Christmas dinner or Sunday roast, do you know what it is? Since the weekend's changed, I found myself craving a Sunday roast far more than I have in the last I think everyone years. has. It, it, it really does change things, in, especially in my head as well. Sundays are a very relaxed day. And you, yeah. you just kind of fancy a roast every now and then. Massively. Other. Roast potatoes. Now, I'm confident my mother-in-law isn't listening, so I can say... <laughs> we've have we have roasty wars in our house so i'm curious top tips what can we do to get the crispiest of spuds you need to fluff them so once you've done the once you've done the first parboil you kind of drain it a little bit then put it back in the pan once they're, they're dried put a lid on and give it a shake so, so like, you want to you want to fluff up the um the edges of it the edges of it what does that do um well it'll crisp up and then your, your oil has to be super hot be really careful um you can use duck fat, a little bit of olive oil, a bit of vegetable oil. And then just make sure it's almost a smoking point when you okay. put it in. And you want to hit it when it hits the pan. And what they do is as the edges hit that hot oil, they crisp up straight away. And then keep it cooking at quite high temperature. I feel like I want to ask you about roast puddings now. Roast puddings? Roast puddings. <laughs> Yorkshire puddings. I, uh, my wife is the one to ask for Yorkshire pudding. Really? She's the she's the queen of Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, I don't make them in my house. I don't know she what does. is going on with my Instagram yeah. algorithm at yeah. the minute, but I've had this woman popping into my Instagram reels who is a bee rescuer, and she like scoops bees out of I've the back of trucks. I've seen that. I've seen that. Scoops bees she's from dumpsters. She's yeah. amazing. She's got yeah. a very soothing voice, yeah. and I'm also getting um, lots of cookery stuff at the minute. And one that I saw this morning was someone doing a, a Yorkshire pudding test, and it was talking about different types of oil, different temperatures of oil. So I need your missus on. Uh, we just, yeah, we just use a very neutral oil. Um, you don't want to flavour it too much. But again, it's the same same principle. Hot smoking oil when it goes in, and you want that sizzle, okay. and it start to pop straight away. What's in store for the weekend? If we're going to come down to the hotel over the weekend, where should we be going? What should we be eating? Oh, we have lots going on. We've got a new picnic in, in Brazil, which is a lot of fun, an indoor picnic experience. That's so that's Chef fun. Nicholas has put an amazing spread together. Um, we have Tycho doing their amazing brunch. We, of course, have the, the, the Sunday roast in the nine, which is which is always popular. All the football's on over the weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, lot, lots going on. Afternoon teas? Afternoon tea we do in Bijou. Uh, it's one of the best after. I'm not just saying this because you're sitting a metre yeah. away from me. One of the best afternoon teas I've ever had. We went for a baby shower a while ago and it was so charming, yeah. the little jewellery box. And yeah, it's, it's, it's super cute. And it's lovely. There's a lot, a lot, of, lot of attention that goes in there. But, again, it's tasty. It's tasty. Okay. There's no point in being a great box if it doesn't taste very nice. So. Quite, quite. So Chef Roman does a great job with that. Chef, thank you for your time today. I want to get one last final tip as a dad, as a chef, as a man who's been there with fussy kids and I'm asking you, looking you in the eye, being, please help me. <laughs> Some practical advice for helping our kids get their greens if they weren't able to come down this afternoon and take the veg pledge in person. Just persevere. Just, just don't give up. Don't. Don't just reach for the for the freezer, but shop with your kids. That's so important. When you go around all the supermarkets and mix up your weekly shop a little bit, mm-hmm. go to, guys, go and pick me five new things that we haven't tried for a while. Let them make the choices, um, and then it kind of empowers them to try something new every week. But the same thing as as, as as we do in our house: mix up your shop. Don't stick to the same tried, tested things you eat every week because then nothing will change. That is such an interesting point because I understand the convenience of that and we've tried to do that just for sheer planning. Mm. 
but you do get stuck in a rut. Yeah. And then it's so much harder to get those kids to try anything exactly, new. Because I used Monday's spaghetti bolognese, Tuesday's chicken Kiev, yeah. Wednesday's casserole. Change it up, change it up, because then you need to break that routine. Because then routine, kids love a routine. They don't you could like, do it by cuisine. They, you could do like yeah. Mexican Mondays. Yeah. Just but, mix it up. Okay, That's Chef Russell, really appreciate your time. Absolute superstar as ever. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.